0: Oh, hi there. Welcome back into VG Emporium. I'm your host, Rage Cage, and I've got some interesting stuff here for you today. You know, I've been going through the inventory and just kind of sort through things and all, and you know, one of the main focuses of this show is kind of like tell you about the composers and what they've done and stuff, but I've come across some games that have unknown credits to them as far as the composers go. And I pulled three of them aside. Two of them I actually played on the show before, and we're gonna just sit down and figure out who done it. So how we're going to do that is I'm going to play music from the game that has the Unknown Composer credit, then I'll play you a track from a game that does have a credited composer that I think composed the Unknown credit song due to some instrumentation, samples used, style, what have you. Two of them I actually have like a solid lead on, whereas one of them is kind of more just like a guess based off of how it makes me feel and, you know, how it sounds to me. So without further ado, the track that we came in on is On The Phone from Dial-Q Womawase, the full title being Gonzo Q Kyoku, Girl 6 Nin, Adventure Mahjong, Dial-Q Womawase, Composer Unknown. And this is actually an unlicensed title made for the Sega Mega Drive, only in Japan, uh, by a group called Studio Fazzy. And it's actually pretty notable alongside the other game by Studio Fazzy, Defined Ceiling, for its high production quality, like, you know, the way how it looks, the way how it plays, the music, of course. And so what this game is, is an adult-oriented mahjong game. Basically you play against six female like opponents, and as you win, they're slowly s- stripped of their clothing. And with each girl that you successfully beat and strip, they will give you the phone number of your next opponent, and thus the name Dial Q, Oumuase. And this music plays while you're actually dialing on the phone to meet your next opponent. And the setup, of course, is ridiculous. The player takes the role of a private detective, hired by a woman to dig up dirt on her husband. In doing so, he must play his way through a secret underground mahjong club, defeating the various dealers to extract information and remove successive pieces of their clothing. So now I'm gonna play you another track from this game just to kind of give you a taste of, like, kind of the, the more sound and style of it, before we get on to the, uh, possible composer of this music. So, up next I got for you, Endgame Slideshow, from Dial Q Wo Moase. Just heard Endgame Slideshow from Dial Q Womoase, composer unknown, but for not too much longer. But before we move on to who possibly done it, I'd like to note that the music for this game was made using the sound driver Cube Noriyuki Iwadare, which, according to Sega Retro, was stolen by Studio Fazi to use in this game. But the officially licensed games that used this driver were Space Invaders 90, The Shining Force series, Darius 2, Jewel Master, Galaxy Force 2, Empire, of Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, and in Crusader of Senti, known as Salil in Europe, and as Shinsoseiki Regnacenti in Japan, in which the music was composed by our possible composer for Dial-Q Womoase, Motokazu Shinoda, and we're going to listen to a track that he composed for Salil, called Rafflesia Training Grounds. That was Reflexia Training Grounds, from Crusader of Senti, aka Solio, by Motokazu Shinoda. And yeah, this song may not be the best for comparison, but you know, it's one of my favorites from the soundtrack. But when I first heard Dial-Q Womoase, which was through GST channel because he posted the entire OST on YouTube, there was just something kind of naggling in my mind, saying like, hey, you've heard this someplace before, this kind of sounds familiar, so like, I kind of go through, what I remember hearing, and then, like, uh, stopped on Solil and I was like, oh, whoa, hey, so I went to go kind of listen to them back and forth, and, yeah, there's a lot of similarities between the two soundtracks. Yeah, some of the patches in uh, Dial Q sounds like kind of a rougher version of what's in Solil. The percussive samples sound pretty similar in use and sound. And yes, the styles are definitely different because, you know, one's an adult Mahjong game, one's a uh, action-adventure RPG, but there is kind of like this underlying kind of similarity between them. All that to say that yes, I believe that Motokazu Shinoda actually composed the music for Q kyu Now I may be totally wrong, but you know this is currently my head canon, and I'm gonna go with it. So now about Motokazu Shinoda, um, he doesn't have any other confirmed BGM credits other than Solil. He is largely a performance pianist, composer, and arranger. He was the music director for a couple anime, one of them being Demon City Shinjuku from 1988, which is a crazy crazy ass movie, um, the animation is, like, visually stunning, um, the story, eh. The other being a series from 2000 called Azumanga Web Dayo. He contributed to an arrange album for called Tetris Game Music, which was arranging all the music from the different Japanese releases of Tetris, so like you know from the Famicom, NEC PC, and the Sharp X68K. And he also has a few original albums from the early 2000s called Pivot, which is some pretty cool jazz fusion, Foresight, which I couldn't find on YouTube anywhere to hear it, but so I can only imagine maybe it's more jazz fusion or more like Floating Colors, which is more on the classical side with pianos and strings and a couple of arrangements of Claude Debussy's music. And that's all that I got on the guy. So yes, Motokazu Shinoda. My nomination for potential composer for the music of Dial q Womowase. Moase. Now let's get on to the next game with an unknown composer who I potentially know who it is. So what I got for you is the unreleased Sega Mega Drive game, Ninja Gaiden. And the tracks I'm gonna play for you is Rounds 4-1 and 4-2, Composer Unknown. Rounds 4-1 and 4-2 from Ninja Gaiden, the unreleased Mega Drive game, composed by Unknown. So now if you remember, I played the insane intro track for this game on the FM Face Melters, which was episode nine of VG Emporium. And I already talked about the nitty-gritty of this game and essentially it's a port of the arcade version of the game, so not any way related to the NES version but, and then there were also the Sega Master System and Game Gear versions being developed as well, and they're also slightly different, and, you know, those two got released, this one did not, for unknown reasons. All I can say is that I really, really like the music from this game, and I think the main draw is that the percussion provided by the PSG, again, that PSG percussion that I mentioned last episode, you know, it's just a little obsession of mine, just trying to figure out how to get, like, all these different percussive sounds out of that SN76489, the PSG channels. Um, you know, I figured out how to get Motui Sakuraba's version of it, you know, like, in Defla Mask, is just figuring out this version of it. It's just really weird, because I got the I got the kick sound. It's just a really small volume click, nothing like that, nothing more, and then the snare and the, and the toms are just all, like, all over the place, and I'm still trying to figure out the right lengths, fade time, you know, how to use the noise with it and everything, and it's just like,
1: bleh, bleh.
0: God, I just love the sound of those tom rolls. But this is not the only game this kind of percussion shows up in, this very particular sound of percussion the next game, thus the composer, I got for you, uses the same kind of percussion as well as like the instrument patches sound very similar and the style is very similar as well. And what game is this? It's Super Hydlide, and the track is called Dragon, with two exclamation points, composed by Shigeru Tomita. Dragon, from Super Hydlide, composed by Shigeru Tomita, and this is gonna be a pretty surprising thing to say, but this isn't the most epic track in the entire OST. That would go to the combined honor of Out of Freedom and Chaos Separator, which I will eventually play on this show, but not today. If you can't wait, I would highly recommend you go to VGM Rips, look up Super Hydlide, download the VGM, and listen to that, because it is... yeah, it's really good. So Hydlide, it is a series of top-down action RPGs. And actually, the first game in the series was an inspiration for The Legend of Zelda. And in that first game, um, your mode of attack was basically just running into your enemy until you kill them, and, um, you know, you'd win depending on how much HP you have compared to them. So it was a very weird, wonky system. And then the subsequent games, Hide 2 and 3, you know, kind of changed that to where you can actually, you know, attack, like, you know, use your sword and everything. So this game Super Hide Light, is actually a port of Hide Life 3, which was originally released on the MSX, the PC-98, Sharp X68K, with a lot of graphical and musical improvements. Um, the gameplay is basically the same, though. And this game has some pretty in-depth features, where it, like you know it has a moral fist system, an in-game uh, like day and night cycles, where you have to actually eat two times a day and rest. Four different classes with their own like kind of play styles. And there was a fellow by the name of Alex Lucard of Diehard Game Fan that um, was cited saying that you know with all its like, complex in-game mechanics, it's basically Morrowind before there was a Morrowind. I can't really confirm that for myself, because I never actually played this game, and I did get Morrowind, but my uh, laptop at the time couldn't run it unless I was just constantly looking at the ground, so... Yeah. But enough of that. We are here for the music. And such music this is, by Shigeru Tomita. And you can probably tell why I believe that this guy composed the music for the unreleased Ninja Gaiden game, because... DAMN! A lot of mighty strong similarities between these two tracks with, like, the percussion, the instrumentation, the, uh, you know, the patches and everything, as well as the composition. So now with this composer, we return to t Soft, who we had visited last episode via Super Famicom SNES Variety Pack. And our guy Shigeru here was one of the lead composers and sound designers for the company from 1985 all the way up until 1992. He started there as a programmer, but then went on to mainly be a composer, but he would still program sound drivers for the company for the various systems that they had worked on. And actually one of the cool things he did, which I just recently found out, is that he created the FM pack, which was a cartridge that allowed the MSX computers to access, like, an FM sound chip, the YM2413 OPLL you can kind of figure out why this sounds so crazy good, because this guy was just really into, like, the sound design of these FM chips and, whatever he was working with. Now let me give you a rundown of the games he's composed for, and again, this is a short list because you had only been at this for seven years. So he did LADOC. HIDELIGHT 2, Shrine of Darkness. HIDELIGHT 3, Space Memories. Super LADOC, Mission Striker. SIO Blade. LADOC 2, Last Attack. RUNEWORTH, The Black-Clad Young Noble this game, Super Hydlide, and then the last credit is New 3D Golf Simulation, Harukanaru Augusta, for the Super Famicom. And between this time he had also ported, you know, Hydlide 3 from the MSX to all these different systems leading up to the Sega Mega Drive, as well as Sayo Blade. But there is one game that potentially could be at the end of this list, and that is the unreleased Mega Drive, Ninja Gaiden. Because this was potentially made in 1992, set for a 1992 release. And actually that would kind of work out because, you know, Shigeru had left TNE Soft in 1991. But, surprise! There's one more composer that potentially could have been the guy who'd done the music for this game, either by himself or in collaboration with Shigeru. So now, I'm gonna play you another track from Ninja Gaiden, and then I'm gonna play you a track by the other composer. So, up next is Boss Theme from Ninja Gaiden, the unreleased Mega Drive game. Composers possibly identified. That was boss theme from Ninja Gaiden. Up next, we have main theme from Target Earth, or in Japan known as Assault Suit Lanos, composed by Takashi Suzuki. was the main theme from Target Earth, or Assault Suit Lanos in Japan, composed by Takashi Suzuki. And now you can see, or more here as to why I have Takashi here as one of the possible composers for Ninja Gaiden, you know, with the similar percussion, the patches being pretty similar as well. But now, before I get too ahead of myself, um, this game was developed by a company called NCS, which are best known for for their series um, Choaniki and Langreaser. And as far as I can tell, there's no relation between them and t and Soft, yet somehow they developed a game that has a very similar sound to Super Hydlide, so either they got a hold of the sound driver that Shigeru Tomita had made a year previous, or they replicated it because they heard it and they were like, we gotta have this sound. But unfortunately, it is only used in this one game, Target Earth. And uh, for the composer, Takashi Suzuki, I cannot find anything else other than this game credit. You know, I checked all my usual sources, but, you know, maybe I'm just not digging deep enough. You know, so this is making a pretty strong case for him being a possible composer for the music for the Unreleased Ninja Gaiden game, but I'm actually leaning more towards Shigeru Tomita being the composer for the Unreleased Ninja Gaiden game. There is a possibility that they did a double team on it, but... Who knows?! But what are the chances of these three very unrelated games have sharing a very unique sound. Mysteries abound upon mysteries. So now we come up to our last unknown, with the least solid connection. This is coming from the Game Boy memory cart, and this is the version of the menu theme when the cart is inside a Game Boy Color. Composer, unknown. was Menu, Game Boy Color version, from the Game Boy Memory Cart. And I had played the standard Game Boy version on the first grab bag. That would be episode 6. And basically what it is, is a officially licensed memory cart for the Game Boy, and they also made a Super Famicom version where you could take it to a shop, and you could load up games on it. You had 8 slots on it. So you could load up to 8 games on the cart. It's a pretty nifty thing. And it was either set up to where the guy behind the counter could do it for you, or there was a kiosk that was shaped like a giant Game Boy, where you could just stick it in there and choose whatever games they had available that week. Now, whereas the standard Game Boy version of the menu music is a little bit more of like a dance music, kind of like electronic dance music, this is a lot more funkier for the Game Boy Color version. And is actually one of my favorites to go back to, you just kind of listen to on repeat every once in a while. But when I first heard it, um, it kind of conjured the music of another game in my head. Like, you know, it kinda had like the similar... sound r- rhythm to it, I don't know how to explain it. And really, that's the only connection I have between this and the music I'm gonna play for you next. And it's from the Pokémon Trading Card Game on the Game Boy. This is the Fighting Science and Fire Club theme, composed by Ichiro Shimakura. the Fighting, Science, and Fire Club theme, from Pokemon Trading Card Game, composed by Ichiro Shimakura. And yes, when I first heard that bassline from that Game Boy Memory Cart menu track, uh, this is the first thing that came to mind when I was like trying to remember, what does this sound like? Because that bass line is pretty similar, but except where the Game Boy Memory Card is a little bit more of a happy funk, this is kind of like more of a menacing funk. Now both these songs are using the wave channel of the Game Boy Sound chip, for the bass, but whereas this song is using, uh, like, more of a sawtooth, the Game Boy Memory Cart was using, a uh, square wave, so... different sounds there. You know, but there are some similarities, but maybe not enough to actually factually say that Ichiro Shimakura composed this, you know, the Game Boy Memory Card song. So now I've already covered both him and this game on the Grab Bag episode, but, you know, just gonna give you a quick rundown of what he's done. We contributed music to Saturn Bomberman and Bomberman 64, did music for this game, uh, compo- uh, arranged the music for Egg Elemental Gimmick Gear for the Dreamcast, did music for Mario Party 3, 4, 5, 7, 8, and DS, Dance Dance Revolution Mario Mix, and last credit I could find, which was 2020, was Clubhouse Games, 51 Worldwide Classics. And then this game? You know, it's basically Pokemon the trading card game, but in Game Boy form. And it's just the first generation of the cards, that you can play with. All the music is really good, and the game is as well. And there was a sequel as well, Pokemon Card GB2, in which he composed the music for. And whereas the music for the first game is really good, the music for the second game is even better. So now the the final line here... Do I really think that Ichiro composed the music for the, the Game Boy Color version of the menu for the Game Boy Memory Card? Eh, maybe not. You know, there's, you know, like I said... It kind of made... conjured up this track in my head for some reason because of that bass line and the way how it sounds, but other than that though, there's not really many other connections. But, I've been wanting to play that track for a while, so this was a good excuse. And so this brings us to an end of Who's That Composer? But hey, you know, we came out with a couple of pretty strong possibilities, nothing confirmed, and we had fun getting to listen to some awesome tracks while doing it. And so now we're entering the end of the show spiel! Um, You can, you know, I'm your host, Rage Cage, and you can find me on all the different social medias, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, you can find me on SoundCloud for all my original music, and then you can find uh, VG Emporium also on those social medias, Twitter, Instagram, as well as on all your favorite podcatchers, so Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, even Audible. And so now, an update to all you folks that have been sending in special orders these last few weeks, that would be song requests. I have enough now to actually do my bulk order, so- and they should be arriving next week. So hey, look forward to that. So now I'm gonna play you out on a pretty cool little song from this game, Pokemon Trading Card Game. Um, it's by Ichiro Shimakura, and it's called Battle Center. See y'all next week.